Welcome to the Practice Impossible Podcast, where your host, Jude Pierre, MD, also known as Coach JPMD, discusses medical practice topics that will guide you through the maze that is the business of medicine and teach you how to increase profits and help populations live long. Your mission, should you choose to accept, is to listen and be transformed. Now, here's your host, Coach JPMD. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to the Practice Impossible Podcast. Uh, thank you for listening. I'm your host, Coach JPMD. And before we start this episode, I wanted to encourage you to leave some feedback for me. Leave a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your uh, podcast, because that, uh, that's the only way I'm going to know what you want to hear and if this is resonating with you as physicians or health as healthcare providers in the community. And uh, we want to serve you and we want to provide the uh, as much value as we can in these episodes. So today's episode is actually on the money tree. It's a part of the money tree series that I started back in uh, October of 2021. For those of you that are listening in 2022 or beyond, and I have a confession. And my confession is, I think I bit off more than I could chew in uh, saying that I want to offer this money tree series every week because I just ran out of time. And so I'm going to be inserting the Money Tree series into our bi-weekly releases of our podcast. So that's why you haven't heard a Money Tree series in a couple of weeks. So that's my confession today, because uh, I thought I could potentially keep up. But with the practice and uh, with things happening in life, I found it a little bit more challenging than I thought. That said, I do want to continue the Money Tree series. And uh, today, we're going to be talking about specialists and how specialists uh, and what role specialists play in that money tree. We've discussed the money tree several times, and that can be downloaded at www.coachjpmd.com slash money tree. And uh, just to give you an idea of what I'm talking about, because uh, I keep saying this in our series, and it kind of depicts the the flow of monies from Medicare to specialist pockets or primary care physician pockets or hospitals pockets. So we've talked about how the government is funded through tax dollars. We talked about how the insurance companies receive monies through CMS. And then we talked about IPAs and how they distribute monies to healthcare organizations. So today we're going to talk about specialists and and really how they impact the flow of funds uh, within an insurance and IPA's pool of funding. So when we talk about specialists, we talk about podiatrists. Uh, and we had uh, Dr. Jude Farley-Pierre, uh, who's a podiatrist friend of mine who on the podcast a couple weeks ago. And uh, if you haven't had a chance to listen to that, you know, he talks about some of the things that we talk about in the payment tree and the IPAs. And, and I encourage you to listen to that episode. And that episode is episode 19. And then you have cardiologists who are contracted to provide services for healthcare organizations and Medicare Advantage companies. You have pulmonologists, you have hospitalists, you have neurosurgeons, you have hand surgeons, you have plastic surgeons. And so all of these specialists contract to provide care in a network of physicians in a particular county. So you may have heard of the term out-of-network providers or in-network providers. And so a specialist, in order for them to to accept payments or even to see patients uh, part of payments from a Medicare Advantage company, they have to be in network. So they have to credential with that particular HMO or that Medicare Advantage company in order to provide services. 
And those services are usually uh, rendered on a fee-for-service basis. So they see the patients and they provide a, or they uh, complete a surgical procedure and they receive monies from the healthcare plans or the Medicare Advantage companies. Now, as a primary care doctor, it is my job to somewhat be the gatekeeper for those funds. And and uh, there are specialists that provide care that are that's cost effective. And, and then there's, there are specialists that don't. And after practicing for 20 years and developing a strong network of specialists in our area, uh, I, I tend to understand who can provide cost-effective care and efficient care for, for my patient population. And I tend to refer patients to those specialists. One of the beauties of having a network of specialists in your county, in your area, is that you develop relationships with them. And so if you have a patient with, uh, let's say, uh, dysphagia that uh, can't swallow or having, you know, difficulty swallowing solids, you know, I've, I've routinely called my GI specialist and uh, he's been able to see my patients within, within a day or two. And having those types of relationships really helps patient care and also decreased costs because if those patients are, are not seen in a timely fashion, then they'll end up in the emergency room, which will eventually cost you more in caring for that patient. And so that's typically in a fee-for-service contract. But there are specialists like podiatrists, like my friend Dr. Jude Farley-Pierre, who receive a flat fee for managing patient populations through an IPA. And uh, I can't remember if he was ever actually doing that or if a podiatry group that he was in was doing that, but insurance companies can contract with specialists who have a group of providers for which they then receive monies, uh, let's say, on a capitated basis. So they receive the same set, the same amount of money every month per patient, and uh, that enables them to kind of predict what their income is going to be and also decrease the, the need for billing for individual services and hiring billing staffs to code for particular procedures because you know the, the procedures that are performed are part of that arrangement, part of that capitation fee. So the, the billing is a little bit simpler or the billing is simpler in terms of uh, collections. So in creating this episode, I wanted to highlight three things that uh, specialists can do to practice impossible. And one of the main things is that they need to know their markets. There are some specialists who don't understand that if they go, they go into a community where there are not a lot of specialists like neurosurgeons or hand surgeons, plastic surgeons, they can negotiate higher rates to be able to enter and provide services in that county. So uh, that's one thing. The other thing is uh, you want to befriend the high volume PCPs. There are a lot of uh, primary care physicians that uh, may not be as busy in a community, but those that are busy are going to send patients to cost-effective and efficient specialists. And we try, as primary care doctors, to decrease hospitalizations and decrease uh, emergency room visits. And to do that, you need a good, strong network of providers that are going to provide care same day, next day. And uh, that allows patients to, to get the best care, I, I feel, particularly when patients can get very anxious about a certain medical conditions. And the third thing that I would recommend that a specialist do is uh, diversify. So I don't feel that it, it's a good idea to just focus on one insurance company. A specialist should have multiple 
insurance payers that they they contract with so that they can diversify their income, just like diversifying a portfolio in uh, your 401k or your, your investments. Because, you know, if that one HMO or the one Medicare Advantage company doesn't do well, then that could affect your, your uh, revenues. So know your market, know your worth and know your value in that market. Befriend the high volume PCPs because they will send you patients and they will refer patients to you and uh, diversify. So you, you guys might be wondering, why does, does this all matter? You know, it's interesting because last week or a couple of weeks ago, I took a, took a week off and I had the TV on during the daytime hours. And I usually don't, but I had the TV on just for, for noise purposes. And it was almost as if every other commercial had a celebrity promoting Medicare Advantage plans from Joe Montana to William Shatner to George Foreman to even JJ, uh, JJ Walker. I don't know if uh, our audience is uh, old enough to know who JJ is, but love JJ. And you can look him up if you want to. But, uh, you know, so the, these are all celebrities promoting Medicare Advantage plans to seniors, because I guess most of them are watching TV during the day. And I kept wondering, as, as a physician, we should know everything we need to know about Medicare Advantage plans because they're being promoted so much, especially during the open enrollment period, which I believe ends December 7th. So after December 7th, you, you're kind of locked into a Medicare Advantage plan as of January 1st. So if you are in a population where there's a large Medicare Advantage population and you're practicing medicine, and you're seeing patients over 65, you kind of really need to know what's going on in the Medicare Advantage world because it is being promoted in the community. It's now, you know, Medicare Advantage has penetrated 30, over 35%, I think almost 40% in some of the numbers that I've seen of patients enrolled in a Medicare are in a Medicare Advantage plan. So we, we as physicians and as providers need to understand this well. And so that's why I created this Money Tree series. Uh, I want to be able to provide that information for you. This was a uh, kind of a short episode, but uh, it is an episode that I think, you know, it kind of uh, follows the, the, the payment tree and the, the money tree that I've created. And if you want to hear more, if you want me, me to go in more in depth in some of these uh, topics, leave a review. Visit uh, practiceimpossible.com. Tell me what you think. And we'd love to be able to create more episodes like this or, or not. But I only can, can do that if you tell me. So thank you again for listening. And uh, don't forget to share this with your friends and your colleagues uh, because uh, that's what's going to get the word out that uh, this exists. And uh, hope you guys have a, a great uh, holiday season. Mm-hmm.